Hello. Hello, Marilyn. How are you today? I'm fine, Dan. How are you? Pretty good. Kind of screwed up. <clears throat> Am I too, too loud? Too loud? <sighs> I wish it was just one simple thing. I, 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 you know, I, 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 I have to open with some complaining. Yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm frustrated. I don't, I, all the levels, but they're wrong in different ways, and, oh. and it's different every time. I should get one set aside thing for doing music, and another set aside thing for Skype, and another set aside thing for Zoom. But then also for each person I talk to, who's always, who's always a different volume, I might need six audio interfaces <laughs> or eight. If I get another show, I might need twelve. Okay. It's complicated math. Let's be honest. How are yeah, you? It is, I'm I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm slow getting started. I've got uh, I've got allergies, and I'm still drinking this coffee. You do sound a little a little congested. I'm like I'm like I don't know, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Guy. Because, like, everything's fine all day. Dr. Jekyll's doing his business. Then sometime around, like, 8.30 or 9, Mr. Guy, he, he starts getting really bad allergy stuff, and I start sneezing. I, get, I have nighttime allergy syndrome, I'm calling it. It's like night terrors except allergies. Ah, ah. Yeah, it's like that. That'd be fun for a while. I wouldn't want it all the time. It'd be fun sometimes. Yeah, no. Ah, yeah, what are you going to do? I complain, but who'd listen? You know what I'm saying? What can you do? What can you do? It, it, it said it was so hot today. It's hard to get old, Dan. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not hard to get old. It's it's easy to get old. I was going to say, it's, what are you talking about? It's the easiest thing I've ever done. It's the easiest you thing you've there. ever done, and you're great at it till you die. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, thank God. I well, I don't know if I'll have a role in that. I hope not. I'll probably die some way. Very stupid. A very a very important thing happened the other day. I feel like I, I haven't gotten permission to tell this anecdote, but I can't get it off my mind. I was, uh, oh, so I make a, an ad hoc sauce. I don't know if you know this about me, Dan, but I like sauces. I'm a sauce man. I'm a condiment boy. You know, uh, Midnight Toker. I, I enjoy different kinds of sauces. And we were having a dinner the other night uh, that was going to involve French fries. And boy, that's, that's a bonanza for me because I, I make a sauce. And it's a pretty basic, like, little kid style sauce, but I make it zesty. So I do ketchup. I do mayonnaise. A few drops of yellow mustard. I put in some horseradish and a little bit of habanero sauce. And I mix it up, yum. It's kind of like cocktail sauce, but leaning more heavily on the mayo. It's slightly Belgian, if I could say that. Like a, like a waffle. Yeah, yeah, like a waffle. I mean, you know, like, like you know, French, but not as good. So, I'm, 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 you know, Johnny's in the basement mixing up the donkey sauce, right? And so, and so I, I, I love, you know, convenience. And so I have the, uh, I don't know if you call it Hellman's or Best Foods there, oh, you know? Yeah, It's Hellman's. a whole Israel and Palestine mayonnaise situation. <laughs> and, you know, both sides matter. Um, yeah, but yeah. I, uh, I get the squeezy one, you know, so I can deploy it. I, it's stored in such a way, a very clever way. It's got a little uh, anus that, that the mayonnaise <laughs> comes out of. And it, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You give it a squeeze and that's, that's a lot of convenience. Like a squeeze, squeeze ketchup. Yeah. I have squeezed mustard. Now with the mustard, you want to get the pre-mustard out. You're not going to want, you're not going to want that, uh, you know, you the stuff that comes from the mustard's vast deference. You want to get that out so you don't end up just having a big mustard spooge. Uh-huh. You clear that out. I'm squeezing the mustard. It goes like this. Mm-hmm. See, that's the sound it normally makes. See if you recognize this sound. Poof. 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 Yeah. It's firing blanks. And I'm doing this. I'm going oh. shaka, shaka, shaka. I'm shaking it. You know, like a Polaroid photo or, or like I'm 13 years old. You, can you imagine that gesture? I'm trying to make it go, and instead it's going, right? 
The mustard doesn't want, or the, the mayonnaise doesn't want to come out. I'm firing blanks. I feel like a sucker. Oh, that sucks. You understand? Mm-hmm. And it's half, it's like, it's like about half full. And I don't know if there's a problem with physics or poor, poor, uh, poor packaging or just, you know, could just be me. Could be my, my weak hands. Sure. Finally, I break down. I screw off the top or if you like the bottom. And I get, uh, the thing is the hole, the hole is too small for any kind of a standard spoon to fall. So I'm putting a paring knife in there and going shik, 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 scraping around the sides like a sucker, trying to get my quote unquote squeeze mayonnaise out of the quote unquote squeeze mayonnaise bottle. Yes. Oh no, I get it now. Do you follow? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And I said, my lady friend came in because I'm making my sauce for my French fries. I love a sauce. I said, I said, this is ridiculous. And I didn't even have to finish. She goes, she goes, I know. It does, it's crazy. I said, this is absolutely insane. For the purpose of squeezing, I purchased the squeeze mayonnaise. It usually goes, you know, but now uh-huh. it's going, no matter how, how, how hard I squeeze. And then I break down, I open up the top or bottom, if you like, and I start scraping around like a sucker. I said, why is this so hard to squeeze? And she said, ha, huh, you haven't seen anything. And she goes to the bathroom and she brings um, part of her nighttime skincare routine. It's like, you know, the fancy, like fancy face stuff. And it's in like a little squared off bottle that's, but it's almost like a, like a bottle of nail polish. And she's like, look at this. That's really, really hard to squeeze. I said, let me see that. I said, I said, this is nuts. This is very hard to squeeze. She said, right. and look at the size of the printing on the side. I said, nobody could read that. No. I would have to take out my phone. And then there was a pause, a natural sort of like something entered the room at this point. Mm. And uh, a silence settled on the mm. kitchen. Okay. As we thought about our difficult squeezables. <laughs> and we both just bust out in peals of laughter. Yeah. Yeah. And I say, you felt it, right? And she goes, I, yeah, I think I did. I said, I said, you felt that you felt that something just really changed. We have crossed a line that we can, ne- we can never go back. We're officially so old right now. We just had a three-minute conversation about why they make it so difficult to squeeze things, and the, can't they just make the writing bigger? But it was, it was I mean, such it was a beautiful felt important moment. At the time, a little right? intimate, in, intimate as a moment, but we both bust out laughing because we both realized what had just happened. We just complained. It's, it's, it's a cliche. You know, hard candies and difficult... I've been making that joke for years. Oh, it's all... You get certain ages, it's all hard candies and difficult... Why does it make the container so difficult to open? Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. Take the whole plane out of black box, that kind of thing. That's right. But it's true. And then I showed her how you could use your phone as a magnifier. I showed her where I've been trying to get a splinter out of my finger the <laughs> night before. And then I handed her a five-watt uh, USB charger from the Apple company. Yeah. I said, hey, kid... Can you tell me what watch that is? What the output is? What the, uh, she's like, no, there's nothing on here. I said, oh, really? I think there's nothing on it. Believe it or not, you know, that's CCC printed on EEE. <laughs> and it's, it's like, there's, they don't have sizes for this. We're, it's like nanotypography. And so I take out my Apple phone to be able to read, you know, really it's a whole vertical integrated operation. So what I'm saying <laughs> oh, to you, is it? depending on where you live and the situation with unions and repackers, uh-huh. as Mr. Wonderful says, depending on where you are, you could be getting best foods or you could be getting helmets. You know, bring out the helmets and bring out the best. And, and what, I, what I'm saying to y'all is like, if I, if I popped, if I popped for the squeeze bottle, I would very much prefer a to a And that's all I have to say about that. Okay. All right. Well. Seven minutes, 59 seconds.
It's easy to get old, actually. A lot of people get that wrong. You just show <laughs> up and really it have just to starts do happening. You have to do anything. The less you do about it, the older you get. That's right. In fact, Time. yeah, it might be the easiest thing in the world to do. March is on! And time is still marching on. There are some good guys. Do, do you recognize that song I'm referring to? Yeah, it's a They Might Be a Giant song. You're older than you've ever been, and now you're even older, because I'm Jerry Lewis, and Merlin only has one voice. You've got more than one. You've got the elf. Hello. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, no, but seriously, let's start the show. You, you doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. How's your come. mayo? How's your mayo? Uh, I don't, yeah, it's fine. Oh, you're popping a three six five. Mm-hmm. Finally, they're uh, back. They're back, God. and they're and they're not just back. They're back in force. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're is here that to stay. right? Yeah, it's yeah. weird because there's sometimes where I just can't get the kind of seltzer that I like, mm. and it'll just it'll just not be available anywhere for a few weeks. I always assume they're out to get me, just as a precaution. Uh, but then suddenly it'll, it'll be back. I don't know. Do you blame COVID? What do you blame? Do you blame anything? I mean, COVID or, or seems to. You say no blame. No. COVID blame. seems to have triggered all of the stuff. Whether it's really <sighs> yeah. COVID to blame, but like the reason you can't buy IKEA furniture, COVID. The reason you can't get a graphics yes. card. I talked well, about that Windover Productions but... video. Oh, I actually have to check in on some of your homework that you weren't formally assigned. But mm. yeah, absolutely. That guy did a great explainer on that. I, I had uh, questions about two pieces of media recommendation. Um, you could take them in any order. I was wondering if you uh, if you ended up watching the sketch with Fred Willard that I mentioned. And I'm wondering if you watched, you'd mentioned an interest second. You, it's always two things with Amazon. You'd mentioned an, an interest in looking at uh, nerd documentaries on Amazon Prime. I want to yes. see if there's anything you want to share with the class. I, uh, I did watch the one that you assigned shortly after you assigned it. And Fred Willard is, it just, Oh my God, you saw it. Yeah. You, and, you saw he layeth on high. Yeah. It's about a big, big baby duck that gets his head caught in a stewed tomato. Yes, yes. It's very somber. I love Fred Willard. Oh, and Willard. I'll play her up. And That's I had to, as soon as, as soon as I saw that, <laughs> Why I Why did he bring that big organ in those plates? I know, and it's, uh, I love it. The thing His about, expression. The thing about Fred Willard was that he just, he knew how somehow to take things too far, but then keep them like tangible yeah. in some way. You know what I'm saying? Like- was yeah, all that yeah. I mean, is all like that he improv? He wouldn't make a like a big I mean, you think about somebody who considers themselves funny and they make one big fart joke and then leave the room. And like he is he's not gonna let you off that no, easy. First no. of all, his mind is so fast. So so, you know, there's just uh, I think I mentioned this before, but there's so many good stories about like his ability to improvise like and keep it in the same lane. Mm. But have something different and fresh to say each exactly, take exactly. of that. Exactly. So like I said, there's the notorious scene in um and uh, waiting for government where he does something on screen on camera. He does, I don't know, does like four dentist jokes in like 10 seconds. He's just like, bam, 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 bam. He mm. just keeps going. And this one, uh, I totally agree with you, but he doesn't let you off by just making a fart, fart joke and then leaving. Like he keeps hanging around and the eagerness, eagerness with which he's looking at the minister while he's pulling all the horns and throwing the plates. So good. Oh, no. So good. <laughs> That's not appropriate. For and a he does a lot of the communication of the humor with just his expression on his face totally. and the timing of his physical, physical stuff. Mm, yeah. Very. And right he's, there. I think that I believe, I don't know, you know, I, I try not to be a cornball about this stuff, but I imagine that's probably the, one of the last things he did professionally. Before he uh, yeah, I think you're right. Cause I mean, he was older in that, wasn't he? 
Oh yeah, I mean he. Yeah, I mean he. He passed away not not very long not after. Not long that. ago, yeah. But uh, you know, but then sometimes, like I used to think to myself, I thought, oh, you know, Peter Sellers, he's such a complicated guy. Oh. <laughs> you know, he sounds like he's not very not a very nice guy. But I was like, there's something so cool about the fact that say what you will. I mean, if he'd just done Doctor Strangelove, or he had just done The Mouse That Roared, mm-hmm. um, but he did he did it all. He was in the uh, Kubrick movie with the girl. He was in you know he's in so many Claire Quilty, I think his name was. What's it called, Lolita? Um, and he's in so many things. And I thought, you know, it is kind of nice, though, that his, the last thing he ever did was maybe his greatest role, which is uh, which is being there. Right? Chauncey Gardner, who I named my dog after. Chance the Gardener. <laughs> no, seriously, my dog's name was Chauncey Gardner. That's and, awesome. Um, good, good, good book, good movie. And I, I've been saying that like a very wise person mm-hmm. for a while. And then, you know, somebody said to me, like, you know, you keep saying, you know, that's not his last movie, right? I was like, of course, it's the last movie. It's being there. It's really good. How you know it's how I should be? It's really good. And like, no, he did another movie after that. I don't know. The fiendish was. plot of Doctor Fu Manchu. Oh, woof. Good or not? Not good. Oh no, no, no! It's got Michelle Pfeiffer. It's got a very young Michelle. I think it might even just be uh, like Scarface era Michelle Pfeiffer. I just watched. Um, I, what I, lies I need her beneath. off a Trisket. My goodness. And and I mean she's. She's great. I just think she's, she's she underappreciated. Great. I've been thinking that about Margot Robbie. We're like, you know, Margot how Robbie. Is, how is she underappreciated? She's very appreciated. Well, <laughs> uh, you're, no, you're, you're right. But I mean, like, let's get it out of the way. She is just in, empirically so pretty mm-hmm. and so charismatic. Oh, you're saying but that like that overshadows that, that, um, her acting. Yeah. I mean, no, it, for me, it did. Yeah. Like I, when I saw her in Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is such a pretty lady. Mm-hmm. And like, because I'm a dumb boy, like I thought, oh yeah, she's a good actor, whatever. And then, <laughs> then she does the cameo in the big short that's astounding. And then she's in, um, but. So oh yeah. The movie about the news, the, Quinn movie. the news stuff too. The news movie where she was in with uh, Nicole Kidman. Oh, oh my God. Yes. She was oh, great my God, That was exquisite. That. that was, that was, uh, the Fox movie. Yes. Yeah. It was, Yes. She was so good. And that's that. why I think that's why I mentally confuse them in my head. Cause they're both really, really pretty actress ladies, but, uh, they were in that together. Anyway, the point being, I know you're right. I'm far from the first person to say this, but, but two things, cause it's, I, uh, I, I don't know. You, you're just like, uh, you get in the mood. You don't want to watch this. You know, I turned on the Harley Quinn movie or mm-hmm. birds of prey or whatever it's called mm-hmm. on HBO max. And I really, really liked the movie. Cause it was like, not a, not a, like a, a dark gray DC movie. The, the crux of the movie is she and Mr. J have broken up, <laughs> Puddin, and, mm-hmm. and really it's about how she wants a breakfast sandwich. That's the movie. And it's great. And it's got, it's got so many, it's got Rosie Perez, it's so good. But then, finally, and my daughter loved that movie. So then I was like, oh, you know what? Let's watch I, Tonya. I've heard good things. Holy crap. What a, I, Tonya is such a good movie. I, I mean, you know, you hear things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, you know what? She's, Bad on me. She's a legitimately just very good actor, and I think I was blinded by the fact that she's one of the one of the prettiest people. I don't even have a crush on her in a conventional sense, but I think I was just you know. I think you might. Oh no, I'm happy to talk about my crushes. My crushes are not a thing I try to conceal. Don't worry about that. Yeah, I get crushes. I also got sinus problems. Anyway, how are you doing with the sinus? What are you using? Nasocord AQ, Flonase. 
No, no, that's just bad. You got to get off that. I, um, steroids. No, I steroids. take a clear it in the morning, you know, prophylactically. Mm-hmm. Just roll it on. Like You can uh, also get one of those like, inhalers. Like deodorant. You can do like an old Olbus. You ever get the Olbus? Olbus? I got an Olbus. I got an Olbus right here. You're trying to say bulbous? No, Olbus. O L B A S. Talking about right a bulb here. for your nose and nose bulb. It's an inhaler, and you 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 press it to your nostril. What did you say, Daniel you, Handler? What did you say? It's an inhaler, Merlin. And oh, okay. Breathe deeply through it. Books. Okay. And it changes your whole game. The elevating elevator. <laughs> Those are, that TV show's good. You ever watch that TV show? Series of Unfortunate Events, you ever watch that? Yeah, I love that one. I thought Damn, that I good. thought that was much more like the books than the movie with Jim Carrey, but I like, yeah, I like both. Yeah, my, my, my kid read, has read all, all the books. Uh, I have not read the books. Um, but my sense was, you know, they did what they could with the movie. But, you know, there's certain... One of the, God, one of the myriad great things about Platinum Age TV, I mean, the downside of it is, hey, Netflix, not everything has to be 10 episodes of over an hour. Mm-hmm. Like, let's get over that. But it's like some of my favorite limited series things lately has been like three, four, five episodes. But um, but sometimes one of, one of the great things, and we learned this as early as The Sopranos at least, which is sometimes to tell a certain kind of story in a certain way um, at a certain pace. I think all those things, importantly, it really does better as a TV show than a movie. Mm-hmm. You have to leave so much stuff out. I think it's one of the things that people find so frustrating about historically about a lot of adaptations of beloved things is that you have to leave so much stuff out, even to get down to like a two-hour movie. And really what they want is closer to like an hour and a half movie in a lot of cases, right? You can show more, you know, you know, you know, you know why they do that, partly. You can show more movies. Did you know that? Well, I mean, that makes you, sense. You take a, you take a, you know, almost three-hour long superhero movie, well, that's going to earn you big bucks for the first, but if you get a movie that's a little shorter, you can book more of them during a day. You might get an extra viewing in. It is set. That makes sense. I mean, you got to fill the theaters. Got to fill the theaters, otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, what's the They're point? They're not making that popcorn for nobody. You know what I'm That's saying? That's right. Yeah. Uh, I do like Charlize Theron, though. I'm going to think about it, Dan. I'm going to think about who my crushes are. I have a lot. I have a lot of crushes right now, and uh, I'm going to think on that. Um, I only have. Uh, well, I don't have uh, hardly anything prepared today. Calendars. I thought we could talk talk about some uh, some media stuff, but I also wanted to just talk, uh, I think we could probably start closing the thread on the calendar stuff unless people have questions. That could be fun too, is people have questions or thoughts, mainly questions. Uh, I, I mean, you know, I don't know. But uh, I, I thought I'd talk a little bit about some specific implementation details of calendar stuff today, if we could kind of consider that the uh, the winding down of that thread. I would like that. Unless, I have a few you know, You've been on a journey, well. so you probably have things to say yeah. about calendars. I do. All right. I do. Um, did you get, did you score anything big for a prime day yesterday? I know that was, you wait all year for that. No, 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 I don't, I'm not observant. Um, I I got a, a couple of the, I consider um, myself more of a, more of a cultural Amazon than a, than a religious Amazon. I see. I see. I got a couple of the echoes. Because the uh, which ones? the one that I the only one that I had was the very first original tube one, and then I have uh-huh. the Sonos one. Oh, you were thinking about getting the show, but that's what you got the hub. The, I got hub. Uh, r- yeah, so I right. got the Google Nest hub, which is working fine, and I like mm-hmm. that. But I didn't, I don't, I didn't feel like I needed the display in like every room. And so the no. sale that they had on these things is like crazy good. They're like fifty percent off, and you. So I got a dot, another a dot. And I got a regular Echo, just the ball. It looks like a giant bowling ball. And mm-hmm. uh, and so 
well, I'm going to see what happens. I don't know what happens. I don't feel like I'm it's very ready. responsive. I lots of points for responsiveness and like how well it hears, and then like how quickly it does the right thing is it's really really impressive. That's the benefit of those dots. In some ways, is like it's not obviously not the best sound, but. I mean, you know, one of the problems with stuff, whether it's Sonos or it's Apple stuff or it's Amazon stuff, you know, there's a trade-off to all of these things. Like, if you can, you know, like the recently discontinued big, big home pods, they sound amazing. But as everybody knows, and, and they can actually, they can hear you well. Where most of that falls apart is in the smart part of the smart speaker. The speaker part's great. The smart stuff's not that great because it's Siri and it's still learning. But by comparison, the Amazon ones, it... it so good at hearing. It's so good at understanding. Again, not in this case, not a great speaker, but the smarts part of that is really good. So if you just need more ways to be heard, if you're more interested in the smart than the speaker, I think those dots are a pretty good solution. They're not very expensive. You know, but I figured having one of those in kind of like the, like the office area, studio area, because, you know, you can have that thing just sitting there and then you have like the, like I have the Sonos one in the main area and then I got, maybe I'll put the ball and another, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but you know, what what is interesting about it mm-hmm. is that the tube that I had could not join one of those. Uh, what are they? What are they called? Like a um, speaker groups, so that you can have them all mm-hmm. playing the same thing at the same time. It couldn't join right. it. Wouldn't wouldn't refuse to be part of it. it wouldn't just play. just one of them. Well, the the tube, the old one, the original one, wouldn't be part. Right, of but it. I mean, I mean, yeah, um. It's just in the sense that, like, you could to extend that if you had like five or six of those, it would still be just the one. It's just, it's not the whole system. It's just one of them is being bulky. Yeah. That apparently it's too old. It's not compatible. It's, oh, interesting. Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. So I had to um, get rid Amazon of it. Amazon has picked the wrong, let's say quarter. It's picked the wrong time to get cute. Cause <laughs> I mean, I think like a lot of are, people. Are they being, what are they being cute about? I'll tell you. you tell it's me. Really frust- it's really frustrating. And it's such a first world problem. I we feel like a real turd, like setting aside time. To complain about it, but as long as you're bringing uh, this up, sure. what we expect, what we like from these things, mm-hmm. I love the uh, Amazon Echoes show. Show whispering. I feel like I feel like Hal Hal is reading my lips, uh, but um, I you know I, I love it. As I've said to you, I've got this one here on my desk. I think uh, show five, show something, but it's it's big. I mean, it's the screen's bigger than an iPad Mini, and it's great for just like having. I want to just want something on the background to kind of distract me while I'm working on something mm-hmm. I could put on CNN and be sad, but I love Wolf Blitzer and I love the way that he repeats, repeats things. Um, but, <laughs> but, one, the one but, thing though, the, the one thing that the reason why I, I'm glad that I got the net, the Google nest hub instead uh-huh. of the Amazon one is simply because of the YouTube integration. And most of what I watch, except like in the evening when I'm watching like a movie or a show, yeah. It's YouTube. It's all I do. And I don't want to have to launch a pretty good at pulling up what you expect. Just given the stuff that I watch, I'm trying to imagine, do you watch, did you just pull up a channel? Give me an example as much as you're comfortable from an OPSEC standpoint. Give me an example of how you say, I want to watch some YouTube right now. How do you talk to your machine and what do you ask for? If I could ask. I might, I might just say, because I have things that I've subscribed to, I might just say to the code word and I might just say YouTube. And it will just launch YouTube and it'll show. Oh, on it's going to sc- just play your recos. It'll show on the screen like okay. the next episodes. And the one that I want is always sitting right there. And do you, is it, it. Like, similar hailing to like Apple TV or. Oh, yeah. Let me just try it. Hey, Google. Hey, Google. 
watch Aiden films on YouTube. This is my Teppanyaki channel. There you go. Huh. I guess it worked. You can just watch whatever <gasps> oh, Rob Ager has just uh, uploaded. Whatever he put up is probably good. Who? The Ager guy, the guy collative collative learning, the guy that talks about all the Kubrick films. His colitis? <laughs> I, th- I don't the make warm that smell stuff of colitis? What are you saying? <laughs> hey, Google, stop. C-O-L-L-A-T-I-V. Um, the- hey, stop. Google, stop. Hey, Google. Okay, Google, stop. Okay, Google, stop. <clears throat> They picked the wrong time to get cute because I think, like, I suspect, like, a, I'll talk about projection. I have become more circumspect about what I want to have in the house. And just from a completely practical standpoint, okay? Do you know what I mean? Like, like I used to just, like, oh, I'll try that camera and I'll try this camera. And, like, no, no, it's not going to be what you think. It's not, not a boo privacy thing. No, no, it's something else, which is, like, there's, like, something shitty about each one of these things that's maddening. Like, I really like these Arlo cameras. Arlo cameras are terrific. The performance is great. You get two, you can get 2K and HDR, and they're just amazing. They're these wireless, totally like wireless battery-powered cameras that can, according to the documents, last up to like what, three months, six months on a charge, right? And I'll tell you why I love them. Yeah, I love that there's going to be surveillance footage of a weird area where nobody should be. But you know what's even better? It's also got a built-in motion detector and it's secure and works with HomeKit. Like win, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But even in a house filled with Eero beacons, the problem is that it's it needs to reach the the hub right. attached via Ethernet to my unmanaged switch, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is like two floors up on the other side of the house. Even though there's an Eero 10 feet away, an Eero beacon 10 feet away from this thing, doesn't do anything, doesn't help. Because it's not trying to do Wi-Fi, right? Do you follow? Yes. Like it's not, it's not getting on Wi-Fi and then gets tunneled into the thing. No, it needs to actually access via, I guess, I guess something like Wi-Fi. Yeah, it's trying to get to that hub. And no matter what you do, it can't get to it. Well, guess what? If it's having trouble getting and maintaining a signal, the battery power is just wiped. So, do you follow? Yeah, I'm listening. So, even though, like, it's nice to have the footage, but mainly I want it for motion sure. detection. Yeah, right, right, right. And it's another layer of, like, if this is an important, protectable area in a very Mission Impossible way, like, I'm going to want more than one way that motion gets detected. That all feeds into the, the lights turn on and the lights turn off, etc. But anyway, these wonderful cameras I love in every single way except for one, which is they're not tenable to be used on battery power if... <laughs> Because of a, I, what I would consider a design flaw, which is like, you don't even, I don't think they even offer extenders for it, which is bananas. Like if you're trying to use this, like on like a rental property and you weren't like in the same, on the same floor, in the same room, like what's the point? And there's so many, the, re, the reason I mentioned that, Dan, there's so much stuff like that where I found myself going, this is, as long as you never look at the footnote, this thing is flawless. Uh-huh. Now, I like the Amazon views. And, and, you know, when we were talking about at least my personally, uh, you were, you know, kind enough to ask for my thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I just really, if you're in the Google ecosystem, I do think the hub is terrific. It looks great. It's super at pulling up photos, all that stuff, you know, but for the longest time out, I would always say like, oh no, the Amazon stuff is great. It's so omnivorous. It was so easy, blah, 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 blah. Now, why would you want to have an Amazon view? 
Not why does Amazon want you to have an Amazon view, but why would you want an Amazon view? Right. Well, I'll answer, which is I like, it's a perfect picture frame. Right. Basically, depending on where it's located and what it's functionally capable of, I ask or expect different things of the different devices. Okay. So, I mean, in this instance, the one on my desk, it's, you know, it's primary-ish use is as a voice uh, reception for my voice to do things. I, it is where I watch stuff on Hulu, but when it's not in use, Dan, I like. I'll send you the. I'll send you an image of this. Yeah, I want to see it. Here's, here's. Well, no, just like it's. It's so freaking straightforward. It is a photo of my kid on the couch looking at her phone. It's a black. I made a black and white photo of this. It's beautiful and low key. And uh, it shows me the weather, the time, and the date, which is great, right? That's what I want. Okay, over. I I'm gonna speculate a little bit here. I think this has happened over time, which is if you're like me, the first time you turn, first or third time you turn anything on, you make a point of just because you're a weirdo, you go through. Is there anything that's an obvious privacy or security gotcha? If I don't need UPnP on this, I'm going to turn it off. If I need UPnP, I'll live with it, right? Um, like, is there anything dumb about advertising and data tracking in here that I can... I mean, this is true my TV. You know what I'm saying? Like, on all the devices. And, like, every time I would say, like, oh, yeah, I just want to have this... Just this one image. I don't even want you to rotate images. I don't want... Don't do anything cute. Just be a goddamn picture frame until I want to watch Wolf Blitzer. Do you follow? <laughs> but then there's this creep. There's creep over time. Now, there is a section inside of the controls for the Amazon Tube Lady visual device where you can go in and you can, it's something like, I don't know, home screen content or something. Right. Dan, there are so many goddamn radio buttons that you have to unclick. Like, do you want to know the big sports game score? Do you want recipe ideas? Do you, no, 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 no. Select all. There's no select all, of course. Because that's, that's, you're never supposed to see this. You're supposed to be somebody's notional you know, older aunt who can't figure this stuff out. You're supposed to just be happy, I guess, that they're pumping recipes in your face mm -hmm, all day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I, Dan, I've made, I've made a point of going in and turning off all the things. Why? Because until and unless I want to watch Wolf Blitzer, I want this picture of my goddamn daughter to be the only thing that ever appears on here. But then there's creep because they're getting cute. And stuff, there's no way to turn this off. It just, it keeps offering nominally helpful suggestions. It's like, dude, on the screen, that should have the, the child on it, right? And it's like, oh, did you know that you can, like, find the nearest racetrack by turning your lights on and off? And you're like, I was, why? Just show me the kid. Where is, bring back the child. <laughs> I'm adding my boy. It drives me crazy. And then you, you're going and flipping it, of course, now. Oh, guess what? Now you're interacting with the screen, with your finger, your big meat finger. You got your little sausage hands. How do I get to the radio buttons? Meat, moop, meat, moop. Bunch of bullcrap. Everything Dan. should be voice. That's what I've been saying all these years. Everything uh, should be voice. But you know, the other thing is, me and the Stream Deck are pretty good buddies now. The Stream Deck. There are some things where you and I. I think actually, this this could be a topic someday. Is that there's no answer, one answer for everything. Even even if all other things were equal, and uh, all other things are never equal, there are some things that are well suited to to a switch, and there's some things that are well suited to voice. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So like. I mean, as much as the joke that Alex and I make sometimes is like, you know, it, you're such a weirdo. First of all, you spent all this money so you could talk to your lamp. And now you're all butthurt because you don't want to have to talk to your lamp. Why don't you just get a switch like a person? It's like, well, that's that's an amazingly unsubtle way for a straw man to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
Because sometimes you want to switch. If you're up and you need to micturate, I don't want to talk to a lamp at night because here's the problem. If you talk to a lamp, the lamp will talk back to you. And I don't need something going, okay, or working on that, or something's wrong. I don't want, I don't want my, I need to micturate, not to have a conversation <laughs> with a light. Uh-huh. In that case, the switch actually is good. Is it the old physical switch? Well, that's the switch I'm up here. That's, that's the good, that's the pranky goofs. Is that, no, it's either a, a cassetta Lutron dimmer, L- Lutron dimmer <laughs> in, in my bathroom, you know, or uh-huh. it's a, a Philips Hue switch somewhere else. Now, on the other hand, like if I'm leaving my office and I, I just want to say, you know, hey, dingus, here I go. And then <laughs> it either plays a song by Mystical or it says manga and others. But anyway, that's the topic for a different day. Did you see that, Dan? Did you see that someone was listening to our program a week or two ago, whenever it was? Did you see one of our listeners on the, on the internet said that when I did the hail, like, I guess kind of in unison. Oh, yes, I did see <laughs> I did so what, see I, what that. I was reporting on um, <laughs> recently was that for some reason, well, first of all, just to quickly recap, I have a what's called a routine, uh, an Amazon um, ALEXA routine, which is where you basically just put a bunch of things into a list and executes in a certain order based on you saying a certain thing. And so I tried all different ones of these. Um, like, and the problem is though, you get into namespace pollution. Like my one for a while was I just say, "Hey, Dingus, heading home," right? So heading home, it says. You got it, man. And then it says, uh, and then it turns off my lights and it begin. it says, then wait, do, do, well, you know, procedurally it's wait. You do wait for 90 seconds and then turn on my alarm. Right. And also a nice little thing I added to one, all of these is, um, to, to after, so first of all, set the volume very high when you're responding to me and then instantly turn it back to one, which sounds silly, but isn't that kind of cool? Like you're never going to get that thing where you, you could do whisper mode and say, Hey, Dingus, play KQED, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and then it, it's, it says, okay, playing KQED through blah, blah, blah. But, ah, and then it comes on and it's like volume a, a jillion, mm-hmm. even though you whispered. <laughs> so if you add in things like that, you can also do automations <laughs> to say, reset all the volumes on these at 5 a.m. each day. So you always start quiet every day. And so that's my routine. I would say uh, going home. The problem is going home is too close to some defaults. You ever do a thing, you, well, you're not a big HomeKit boy. You'll run into this eventually, folks, in HomeKit, is where you, it, you can't name something something because it's too close to something else. So like it really wants to have like, good night, be meaningful. So you can't do lots of things with night in it or it won't let you save it. Mm. Anyway, I'd say to my dingus, whatever it is I'm saying, meaning go do the things that I need when I leave my private office. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and then, but, the, but then, so I finally had to change it because it was too close to other triggering things. And then, then, like I say, then I changed it to, uh, here I go, which I thought was good. And, but then, like I say, and then at some point it just started playing a song by something called mystical with a K called here I go. And then okay. that, that, that got in and that infected, that infected my recos. So now it thinks I like the thing called mystical with a K. <laughs> But then that so, something happened. I think I rebooted it, it. I resaved it. You know the usual, as we used to say, rain dance to hopefully reset something. You do yes. a Fonzie slap. Yes. Title, you know, on the side of the bathroom or the jukebox or whatever Fonzie hits. Yeah, the jukebox. Uh, or really, he could do that with anything. He could do that with anything. It's yeah. not the problem. Is it's not about like a like a loose fuse. It's about you know there's something magical happens. You know what I mean? Well, when he did it, yeah. 
But yeah, well, he's a regular. We're like, uh, what do you call like a Morgan Le Fay? <laughs> I don't think we say that anymore. <laughs> but um, but but, uh, but then what was the other thing I was going to say about this? Is uh, is uh, then the leaving? Oh yes. Oh, God, how did this get so long? Dan, you talk too much. So I, what, I, what it said here on the program was that, then I had a twist. So it's no longer playing the song by Mystical. Now, now it's doing a thing where uh, it says it responds. I, I say, here I go, and then it says manga and others. And we were interrogating what that might mean. <laughs> yeah. And then one of our listeners, apparently we've, you know, replicated the bug, as you say, because one of our listeners had the same thing happen when we said it here. Should we try it? <laughs> Should we try it? Yeah, do it. Was it, was it, hey, dingus, here I go? I, how well, I, that right? I can't remember. I thought it was. Um, I'll was. do it on the E one, not the A one, but you won't be able to hear much. No, you know what? No, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to troll our listeners. Yeah, troll. No, of course you do. Troll them. No, it's not nice. It's not nice. That could be disruptive to someone's someone's home. You know what I'm saying? Alexa, here I go. You got it. Hmm. Just say you got Alexa, it. Alexa, stop. Alexa, cancel. Alexa, go home. Alexa, don't do the thing. Dan, mm-hmm. did you want to tell me about something? You cut all that out, right? Yeah, I mean, this will show. Because my alarm may be going off very soon. I may need to flee the country, just FYI. <laughs> I always say, you know, they always say, uh, uh, keep a small bag packed. I mean, that your, yeah. your, your go bag. Dan, could you tell me about something you like? Yeah, I'd like to tell you about Made In. Made In. Here's the hey, thing. Hey, listen. What? Before you're done, leave room for me to say something, okay? Okay. You got it. Dan, you're talking about something you like? Yeah, I'd like to tell you about Made In, Merlin. Made In, what? So, the, you know, people, as they're walking down the street, they pull, they pull me a, a, to the side and they say, listen, how does your restaurant, your favorite restaurant, consistently make such delicious food? And yeah. you know what? It's the same thing Scotty says in Star Trek, the Don't right tool power? for the right job. Uh, okay. And that makes the difference. You, you will never find a chef or even, a, as you say, a cook. Cook a successful one with bad tools. It's just not going to happen. The same thing for an auto mechanic, the same thing for a, a, an audio guy, right? You got to have the right tools. The right tools make all the difference mm. in the world. And so you make, you look at some recipe or you get something and you cook it at home and you're like, wow, that sucked. Why did it suck? It sucked because you get the wrong pan. You get the wrong knife. I can't get enough. I can't get enough just for what it's worth. You're absolutely right. Like on our range top, I cannot get enough BTUs to get a good sear. Right. And it's like, no matter how good that pr- that protein is if if I don't if I can't get enough BTUs I'm not going to get a good sear. What is that? What if I don't to have the, the right BTUs? if I don't have the right equipment for that? You know I need my tools. You know and if you're serious about this, and cooking I'm is serious. a really really fun thing, if you're serious about it, then you want to get I'm the right serious. tools. You want to get the right tools for your job. You tools. wouldn't you wouldn't go out there, Merlin, and say, oh, I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna walk around you know mowing people's lawns, and then you've got some mm-hmm. lawnmower that won't start. You got to get the good lawnmower. Get the good one. And that's the same thing with these tools. If quality matters to you, if craftsmanship is important to you, you should check out Made In. Made In, it is a cookware and kitchenware brand. They work with the renowned chefs and the artisans to produce some of the world's best pots, pans, knives, and wine glasses. And they are really, really great. These are professional quality things for people who love to cook. They get the best materials. They do the whole thing. They've got over 28,000 five-star reviews and their products are used by some of the best chefs at Michelin starred restaurants in the world. That's the top. I don't know if you know what that means, Merlin, but that's the mm-hmm. top. That's what I'm telling you. It's well, that's top. how that guy got. So that's how the tire man got. So, uh, you know, jolly. <laughs> that's as right. we say today from all the, good, he's, he's, the a, good he's a good food. eater and he, yeah. 
There used to be up to five stars, but then he ate them up. Yum. Now there's so only three Michelin stars. I'm going to recommend you the right tools, to people, how you can cook a star. Well, that's, that's what, that's what, yeah, what I'm that's saying. That's what uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson says. That's what he says. So if you go to mm-hmm. in, madeincookware.com, the URL to go to is madeincookware.com slash B as in brothers, two as in the number, W as in women. And then you use the promo code B2W. You'll get 15% off your first order. But before I, I toss it to mm-hmm. you, as you say, yeah. I just I want to mm-hmm. say when you go into this, I think people's initial response is going to be, uh, tell me if I'm wrong. I think they're okay. going to go in and say, I want the nonstick frying pan. I'm going to say, stop. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with a nonstick frying pan. That's great. Go get it. Awesome. But consider, that's putting it out there, Merlin. People can do what they want right, to right. do. But consider the stainless clad frying pan. It is, the. It is. this is going to be, once you learn there's nothing, okay, there's nothing wrong with nonstick. But once you learn how to cook in a in a clad frying pan, it's going to change mm-hmm. up your whole game. And the one you, that, you consider it the right tool. I think it's context. the right tool. You can't go wrong. There's things you can't do in a nonstick, but there's nothing you can't do in one of these if you know what you're doing. It's got a five-layered metal. It can go from the stovetop right into the oven to 800 well, degrees. Like, is that a good idea? My goodness, you can just put it right in the oven. Is 800 right? degrees. Oh, come on. There is I don't even think degrees. your oven can get to 800 degrees. Uh, 20 is the highest number. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, But it's got a beautiful handle. The handle stays cold when you're working on uh, on the range. And of course, if you put it in the oven, it's probably going to get to like alchemy, degrees. Dan. I don't know where you're coming up with this crazy stuff. This thing stuff. is great. And I'm looking at their site right now on this 8,950 reviews, all five stars. Mine's probably one of those. These wow. things are awesome. You got to get yourself one of these. That's my recommendation. You get whatever you want. But Merlin, you said you had something to to say about oh, these guys. I mean, it's it's not anything but a thousand percent relevant to what you just said. It's a thousand percent relevant because here's what happened: we were we were contacted by by uh, by, by our colleague who does some of our uh, advertisement stuff, mm-hmm. and, and and our colleague said, "Hey." You got a new sponsor. It's called Made In. Mm-hmm. I said, "It's Made In what? Is this a bit? These baseball players—they got crazy names." Anyways, our our uh, our, our colleagues said uh, they they want to send you a pan. Go pick a pan. I think I told you this story, <clears throat> and and we ended up picking for our freebie pan from our friends at Made In the the nonstick. And then I think I said to you here on the program, Dan, because at that point it was on the way, right? And then it arrived, and it's awesome, and everybody loves it. Mm-hmm. But I said to you, I said, I have a little bit of a little twinge of regret. I said to my lady friend, the, the, the one who, who shares my, my interest in, in things that, are, that should be easier to squeeze. And uh, not from a, not a rubber plant way, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about lemons. No, but, I know what you mean. <laughs> uh, long story short, Father's Day. Got one for Father's Day. Clad, stainless steel. Oh. It arrives literally today. That's it. So I got the fold up. I got the print, the fold. Did I tell you about this? Thing? I didn't tell you about this, did I? Mm-mm. No! Oh, God, hang on. Oh, sweet Jesus. Oh, boy. <laughs> what what Ma- happened Manga, there? Manga and others. So, but I, uh, but, but I, you know, because that happens a lot in the modern age, right? It's mm-hmm. like, it's not here today, but it's coming. And then you, the, you evidence that as a printed out thing that you put into the Father's Day card in this case. And it said, arrives Tuesday in, in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in uh, Sharpie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Dan, I'm getting the clad steel. That's so right. I don't you're know if I'm talking about it now. We're still doing an advertisement, but I would love to hear what I need to know. I have a thing in task paper right now that says, 
learn about using stainless steel pans. Well, I want, I want, I want you it. to go it's down present. that it's rabbit a gift. hole. Go down the rabbit hole and you come back up and I'll learn something from you. You're saying we both go down a rabbit hole and then we come out and we see where we are. You're going to have the best seer, even with your pathetic uh, range Low top, BTUs, really? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Huh. Get it white so. hot, probably, right? 800 degrees. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, get one of those welding <laughs> masks when you use it. So thanks very much to <laughs> Made In. Made In cookware.com slash b2w go there promo code b2w saves you 15 percent off your first order thanks very much (sighs) to made in for making this show possible merlin thank you made in jesus christ i'm still not awake oh and i have a i'm having a technical issue i I wonder if the listeners could help us about with uh yeah by all means do you want to save it you want to do it now huh save save what for when till the end like the very end or should we do oh oh um, I don't know. Super frustrating. Um, my hand. It's right up camera. your alley too. This I is think all the you. Camera might be in the toilet. I need to get that so I can send you this photo. Um, uh, start telling our listeners, then I'll jump back in. I'll be all right, right back. Okay, Go ahead. sure. So here's a lot here. going on here, Dan. I'm turning off alarms. I'm reading manga. Mm-hmm. Is, wait, no, manga is manga. The mangas are the movies, and animes are the, are the comic book, the backwards comic book. No, right? that's f- flipped. No, manga. I think is they always the... needle Syracuse some more. Let's go with that Print. one. Mm-hmm. All okay, right. BRB. Are go you going to hear this or what? I'm going to have to repeat it. He's gone already. All right. Recently set up a new Plex server. And the Plex server lives behind the Eero. And in order for people, including me, who are not here, who want to access or connect to the Plex server, you have to enable remote access. Well, this it used to work fine on other hardware. Now in the new hardware, enable the remote access, but it never, ever connects to it. It, it Every single time it gives a little red exclamation point. Are you having like a remote sharing problem? With the Plex, yeah, with the Plex through the through the Eero and the Plex. Oh, are you doing 32400 or Yes, 32400. Th- Can you try to custom one? Sometimes customs work better. Try to custom one, map to the 32.4. But here's the dumb thing. If I go to a remote hmm. server, remember Telnet, your old buddy Telnet? Sure you can, do. You can type in, for people who don't know, you type Telnet space, then the IP address or, or server name space, and then the port number. So you could type in Telnet space, name of server space, 32.400. And it connects. It connects just fine from anywhere in the world. If I've tried it from a half dozen remote servers, it works just fine. So it's not that. Well, it's the, only locally it's not working? No, locally it works fine. But if oh. I actually try to access the Plex server with a Plex app from anywhere but on the local network, it does not work. And it What's says, the error? not available outside your network. Your server is signed into Plex, but it's not reachable from outside your network, even though mm-hmm. I have verified that it is. Uh, you could connect well, to it. To, I would have to guess, but that sounds... Like it's it's like it's working, but it's not working. Mm-hmm. Like, could it be something with permissions? Maybe create a new account. Sorry, I know that's the worst when somebody says something like that. But you could try making so like if it can reach it, if you can ping it or trace route it, mm-hmm. that means it's there and and sees I can it. I can tell net to it to that port and talk to that service. Huh. Mm-hmm. So log it's out fully accessible. In? I did that. Doesn't didn't help. Maybe right. I have to deregister the server somehow. All no, right. Well, if anyone knows. Hit me up on Twitter at Dan Benjamin. Yeah, let me know. <sighs> All right. It wasn't in the toilet. It was just charging. Um, I'm leaving the toilet a lot. 
uh, my phone. I'm sending you this photograph. Here, here's all. I, oh, look at that. There's that X-wing. That X-wing you sent me is not in the best condition. For $150, no, you sent I me a know, photo of, uh, of a collectible. But it just, I happened to see it right after we did our show. And no, it no, was... no, 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 it's not on you. But like, this is the one. But it was much more orange, I feel like, when I was a kid. This looks like it's been like stored in somebody's you know garage window. <laughs> Probably <or something>. was. <laughs> yeah. You know, I got um, my Princess Leia right here. Do you know that? Mm-mm. She's right here. Let's send you a picture of this pretty lady. Um, so anyway, I sent you that. I guess we could talk about calendars. How are we doing on time? Oh, good. We have time for just like one more little bit, right? Yeah. Mm, we don't have to do it. We could we could also just bounce. But, you know, I, I like doing our show, Dan. I, I think it helps people. I hope so. I anyway. hope it helps people. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Oh, man. Now, see, now I'm going to send this to you. And because you're like the rest of the internet, you're mainly going to notice how gross my keyboard is. Okay, yes. Even though I blow it. I blew it like last week and it's it's still all dusty. Oh, look at her. Look at look at Princess Leia. Woof. Um. <laughs> Okay, so um, my suggestion was going to be maybe we could talk a lot. I just thought, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, tell me about your journey. Is there anything? So this all this all started a few weeks ago with your journey into the Google Home Hub and by extension, like getting more into catching up on what's doable in Google Calendar. And it seems like you were almost kind of like not exactly starting over. But you're ready for a new paradigm about calendars, it sounded like. And so you've been exploring Google Calendar. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, And Mm -hmm. it has been working really well. I find that when dealing with it on the computer, I've tried a ton of different software. I finally eventually went with Fantastical on the computer. And I'm – it's good. It's good. And it shows the weather – it's definitely, sorry, my microphone's spinning around. It's very much got its own idea about, you know, how this stuff should work. Yes. It's just a question of when you want the editorial app, like, for example, a lot of, like, 37 Signal stuff was editorial often in a way that was not the way my brain works, whereas right. with Fantastic Cal, like, I just see benefits out the wazoo with how that thing's put together. It's really great. But yeah, and it's, the integration It really wants of... to be used as, like, a natural language thing. Mm-hmm. You know, even it's got good key commands, but, you know, it's also got templates. It's got calendar sets. I would actually love to talk about Fantastic Cal. Well, that would be something fun for us to talk about. You what else? Do hit... you, you find anything you prefer over that? Not yet. I mean, I'm open to literally any recommendation at all. Let's say check out BusyCal. If you like the BusyCal, Busy Contact sort of vibe to things, probably worth checking out. But I again, the benefit of this that always bears repeating uh, in my eyes is um, sync is, knock on wood, a mostly solved problem in a way that it did not used to be. So knowing that sync is a mostly solved problem, you could try out anything. The mm-hmm. worst thing you like, what, what you're, you're risking an OAuth login. That's like the most, the biggest downside to it. But no, that's really it. You can always delete it later. But you, that's, I love that you can try different things. You're not obligated to like manually move all your events just to try something out. It, you know, shouldn't, if it's made well, it shouldn't, you know, damage your stuff. Exactly. And one of the things that I really like about uh, Fantastical, for example, and this is something that I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about it in and also liking it because mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person that I don't like a lot of stuff in the menu bar and I use bartender to kind of manage yeah, that. Me too. But one of the really cool things that Fantastical does is it will put your next meeting up in the menu bar. So And it, if there's a link to Zoom, yes, it will you just, all you have to do is click and it pops yeah. open the invite or you know takes you right so through nice. things. So nice. And that kind of thing, like those little details, like you can just glance at your menu bar and know when your yeah. next meeting is what? That's also, crazy. Just like, you know, I, I love that there's that's also the kind of old school, hey, this is your Mac, you should be able to customize it. 
Like it's it's not over the top, but if you go to preferences, you'll see there's several different options for how how you want the icon. So what do you want it to do mm-hmm. in the menu bar? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you get like black and white versus color. But like in my case, I just want to see the day of the month. Like I don't want a whole bunch of stuff, but you could also have it do stuff like show you like instead, like this is very old school, very now up to date sort of stuff is like, show me like in text what my next appointment is. Show yes. that in my menu bar, which I I don't use that or like that, but I'm very glad it's there. I could see that being very much somebody's jam. But having the right, I said this last time, but I think it's worth repeating. Having the right application makes all the difference. It makes it the difference mm-hmm. between whether or not you use it. And the natural language thing, for those who haven't tried this with a calendar, it's pretty cool. You hit the little plus button. This works on iOS. It works on your Mac. It works wherever. You hit the little plus button and you just start typing like lunch with Merlin at 1 p.m. at the sushi place or whatever. And it will understand that. You can just go as simple as lunch with Merlin 1 p.m. at name of sushi place. Right. And it will find it. Yeah, exactly. And it will tell you and it can be automatically set to tell you to leave on time. So instead of just 30 minutes before, it'll tell you when to leave based on current traffic conditions. And you can even pick whether you want it to use Apple Maps or Google Maps to figure that out. It's very cool. slash trick to pick a calendar slash and start typing. And the first calendar it matches that you've typed. So in my case, a lot of stuff, if it's not going to be on my... Which calendar to put it on when you're typing instead of just going to the default. If I type slash BI, it starts putting, it turns pink and puts it on big family calendar. Nice. It, I mean, like anything you can do that can be hands off. Yeah, it's it's a really it's a really cool app. It really it, it covers the waterfront, you know, and it works, you know, on all the different things. And now they have Card Hop too, so Card Hop is now included in your subscription with Fantastica, which is great. But it's Card it's Hop again going cool back to that philosophy app. of having a. If you think of the calendar as a database. And mm-hmm. these are different yes. ways to access the database. There are different portals of, of that same data, different representations or, or views of the same data. That's a really neat way to think of it because then you can say, okay, well, I've got you know this one on this system, this one on this system because I use them in different ways. But then that information is still going to show up accurately in those different places. It's really, really nice. I have yeah, switched I over now. I, mean, I don't know if it's even a metaphor or an analogy. It's probably what it is. I mean, it's essentially like a database. It is, I think yeah. that's such a good way to think about it because, it, you know, really we think of it because we come at it from a background, at least in my case, being old of like a calendar being, you know, basically what, 12 or 13 sheets of paper that hang on the wall right. that are in a grid. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's how we choose to represent time. Cool, cool, cool. Well, well, but like really the calendar, quote unquote, on my computer mm-hmm. is a database and I can look at it however I want in the same way that I could open something up in FileMaker Pro or Craft or whatever, or, uh, you know, Airtable or any of those things and look at it the way that I want because it's very well organized information. I mean, that's, you know, a, a spreadsheet is just the database uh, you haven't met yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> can I look at, how about this I'd like to do a really quick whistle stop on things in Fantastical that I like and yeah. then can we wrap up with a couple like just specific uh, for all times calendar yeah absolutely tips? Uh, um, so I'm on my Mac Intosh computer no mm. I don't need about my Mac I'm on Big Sur if anybody's interested about Fantastical Fantastical I have on here is 3.4 just for reference, uh, which I think should be the latest version. So like Dan said, you know, the marquee feature and other things do this now, but Fantastical has always, they did it early and they've always done it pretty well. 
the, when we say natural language, it's a little bit of a misnomer. We're really saying more like natural typing. Right. Um, yeah, you could talk to your devices too, and sometimes it gets that. But it's the, once you get that, it's very much like when you first start using Quicksilver or, or LaunchBar or whatever. Like it takes a while before you like let go and let God. You know, like, like for example, like I didn't get even halfway decent at typing on an iPhone until, until I stopped trying to type the words flawlessly. And instead I adapted to the way that the iPhone was able to help me out by, you know, the, all the ways we've heard about the bigger target areas for the thing you're likely to hit, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Like, you know, you can try and <laughs> it's like, I like to say, do you, do you want to, you know, um, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Like, if you want to be happy, just let the iPhone do the heavy lifting. If you if you want to be happy, let Fantastical do its thing for you. You know, learn to stop worrying and, and love love the bomb. That's I guess right. I'm saying. Yep. Um, some things I love about this, yeah, I do the the preferences. I I get such a strong first or one of the first or second things I notice in an app usually is like how I feel about looking at the preferences, or like you know that thing where like and this is understandable like in front of some of my friends like scratch and itch apps. But when you go to something, especially that you like paid money for and you yeah. go to help. Yeah. I always look at preferences and help. You pop up help and it says help is not available for name of app. And you're like, oh, really? seems like help should be available for name of app. That was like a, you know, documentation is everything. Like I, I would kill right now for really good documentation on the iOS Home Plus app. It's so powerful, but you really got to figure so much stuff out on your own. You know, what is, what is, heartbeat mean on a smart home device yeah, i, right. I looked it up and i still don't understand but it's in there as a feature things i love about fantastical um it, it works across the platforms it has the apple login thing so like if you get an account and you pay for an account and like you can just use your that cool ass apple id sign in thing a few of the features i really like oh, one that i think is really great uh is templates and so templates are where you can say, like, there's a certain kind of event that I, I'm going to be using fairly often. Maybe it's something like your staff meeting, or maybe it's something like go to the orthodontist. And now, why would you want that if you can just type? Well, yes, but, like, if you're like me and you're a weirdo, I like to use them. This is a fairly recent thing, I guess somewhat obviously, but I like to have emoji in my events. Um, so, like, you know, one of them is, one of my templates is sous vide steak, and it's got a little red steak in there, like a little human heart, ironically enough. <laughs> Not a, not a human heart, but, you know, bovine heart. Not really a bovine heart. It's like the heart of the bovine, which is the steak. <laughs> Moo. It's a steer. It's a steer, not a cow. You know what right. I'm saying? That's it's hysterical. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so that's in there. And I got a steak uh, emoji. But the templating means that, like, it remembers several things about it, like, intelligently. Like, it'll remember how long the event was and da-da-da. What calendar does it go on? It just makes it so fast. You just hit that little plus button up, up at the top here on, on the Mac, and it does that. I also, this is not a new thing, but I love the way Fantastical does this. Are these, or well, I think they're called calendar sets, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Let me go pull this up. Um, so, you know, you got, let's say you are one of those people who, I don't know, if you have so many calendars that you need calendar sets, well, I hope those aren't all your calendar. Because, like, you have too many calendars. <laughs> if you have more than three, four, five calendars for yourself, okay, if that works for you, that's great. I think this is probably most useful for management types who are subscribed to many people's calendars or like, you know, team calendars and that kind of thing. Does that, does that sound about right? Yeah, I think so. But there's a real power in being able to customize. God, this is such a back to work thing. And, and, <laughs> and having some ability to, to make decisions uh, just in life about how you want things presented and w- under what certain context things can happen. Uh, in passing, this is something that BusyCal has been good at for a good long while. 
um, and that I think Fantastical is getting better at, is that you say like, okay, for example, let's go with the easiest one in the world, which is like, okay, show me all my, if you're this, this kind of Neanderthal, you know, you go like, oh, I only want to see, I want to see my home calendar stuff when I'm at home, right? So I need a way to pull that up. Or like whenever I, you know, go to the office, I, I don't want to see the home stuff because apparently that part of my life just ceases to exist if I can't see it. Uh, hi, I'm a dad. I don't have object, object permanence. Uh. But that's smart, right? Like, let's say you're in a mode. Here's a really obvious one, which is that you're, you're at your jobby job and you're in a certain mode. One of your modes might be kind of monkey man scheduling mode. If you're in monkey man scheduling mode, you need a way to look at all of these kinds of things. And then even, you know, filtered and sorted in a way that's sensible to you. Maybe you want this as a list view, not as a, you know, block calendar uh, thing. And it's really good at doing that. And you get to do stuff, all the usual, like, great stuff that, and I I realized not all of this is new, but I don't know if y'all know that all this stuff exists. Like, did you know that in every capable, if you can't get this on your calendar, get a different calendar. You know, for example, you could say, like, don't show me alerts from this calendar. So if you've if you're in one of those godforsaken things where you're like somebody just got you subscribed to something for mm-hmm. work or right. for school or whatever, yeah. you can flip a bit. I mean, for me, I'll make that a real light, you know, like a like a nine 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 or a CCC or whatever. I'll make it like not real garish. Sometimes I'll make it a smaller font uh, type size, but like very much, I will say no, please. Just because uh, you know I was subscribed to the Warriors calendar for one season, like I don't need a bloop every. I don't need two bloops for every basketball game in or out of town. So I did eventually get rid of that calendar, you know, really cutting the baby in half type situation. Mm-hmm. But you see what I'm saying? That's, that's nice customization. And then we take it to the next level that I kind of teased a second ago, which is you can have factors by which certain calendars on the Mac like pop up. Okay. So you can, it's, uh, so the menu, the pull menu is called automatically activate at colon. And based on a time or a location, you can have your calendar, calendar set change. That's really cool, right? So like if you've, you're on a laptop, like you're at coffee shop, you could have, you know, based on this location or this time of day, bring up these calendars. But, you know, I, I guess I, maybe I'm trying to be a little too subtle here, but like I don't think you need to see all your calendars all the time unless you do, in which case, go for it. But I think that's a nice starting point. It's like that gives you the opportunity to become more aware. Right. This is a tool that affords you an interesting op- opportunity, which is like, do you want to see some of these things, some of these places? And it isn't just a cool, cute thing you flip on, doesn't, you know, because you bought it. It enables you to say, like, oh, is there a better way that I could choose to have this information presented to me? And I think it sounds corny, but like I think when an app does that, well, first of all, it's great that it addresses the needs of people who have complex, you know, needs for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's also that now that if you're a self-aware, intelligent person, you now have the opportunity to rethink, knowing what that tool can do, start looking for serendipitous moments of improvement. I think that's really cool that it does that. It's got all the stuff, it's got weather, it's got all the things. Um, it does all of this, though, in a really pretty and fairly streamlined package. It doesn't feel garish. And if it does start to feel garish, that's probably your fault, because you can always turn off, oh, I don't want to see that it's partly cloudy. I don't want to see the temperatures. I don't want to see uh, a second time zone. Have you discovered that? That's really cool. Like you, you can always say, like in my case, I always see uh, Pacific time is my default, but it also shows me down the right. It also shows me Eastern time, which can be surprisingly handy. It's a great app. Um, what else was I going to say about Fantastical in particular? And you know, no, you know, no compensation, no whatever. You should try the ones that work for you. But the ones I, I, 
after years of playing with almost all the calendar apps, the ones that still really land for me are uh, are Fantastical, and then now they have Card Hop, which is their really cool contact program. And then um, you know this is a, a little bit like I don't, I don't know uh, VI and Emacs, I guess. No, it's not like that at all. But then, uh, like I say, also BusyCal makes great stuff. Uh, what it's called, Busy Mac is the company. Oh yeah. And so they they make uh, busy busy Mac bit and and uh, for those of you the real heads know uh, that's John and the team that did now up to date and now contacts in the nineties same same a lot of the same people or at least it was a lot of the same people but yeah I ran into, I saw John at Mac World and uh, he's like you know we I've heard you talk about uh, now up to date did you know I made that and I was like what <laughs> now up to date was one of the great apps Dan mm. Dan mm. Dan Dan Card Hop by the Fantastical people, by FlexiBits. Cardhop finally has brought back something in a kind of informal way, but a way of saying, like, show me everybody who works at 5 by 5 Show me everybody who works at Apple. Like, everybody in my contacts. Right. Can I just point out, I want to say 1994, maybe 1996, but the point is, in the mid-90s, now contacts had semantic companies. Mm-hmm. In the mid-90s. If I said that this company is Apple Computer, and I always typed it the same way, it would know, show me everybody who works at Apple Computer. Like, how do we not have that everywhere in the year of our Lord 2021? (laughs) Right. It's bananas to me that that is, to me, one of the... It would be like saying, oh, yeah, we plan to add phone numbers in a future release. We're pretty excited about that next dot release. We're going to add phone numbers and and maybe email addresses, you know? (sighs) company semantic companies look it up and then i wanted to uh give some inspiring just some inspiring tips before we bounce just real quick easy easy obvious merlin calendar focused tips calendar focused yeah is there anything else you want to pop in with no no, that's good keep going i think um this is obviously very influenced i say influenced really driven by uh david allen's uh, thinking on a lot of this stuff i think some of his most sort of under the radar first round classic thinking is actually about calendars. It's not just about making to-do to-do lists. It's about doing your to-do lists. A lot of people leave out that part. But uh, but his calendar stuff, David Allen from Getting Things Done, has some really great calendar advice. And I, I it's become really, really important for me. But yeah, there's these concepts in GTD that everybody whizzes past on their way to like, how do I feel less crazy by the weekend? Well, you become less crazy by the weekend by like actually learning the kind of philosophy behind why this stuff works. Mm-hmm. Um. And I guess there's a, there's a super pattern in GTD, and I think there should be a super pattern in life, which is about disambiguation. Or another way to put it, the way David talks about in the book is, like, you shouldn't have to think all the time to do your work. If your work requires thinking, if a task requires thinking, that's great. But you shouldn't have to think about your work all the time. You should be doing your work. If you're thinking about your work more often than you would like, if you find you're thinking, of, if your ratio of thinking about your work to doing your work is not where you'd like it to be, there are ways to improve that. Now, is that a silly, like, solipsism? It's really super not. Because when I say thinking about your work, there's thinking about your work and there's thinking about your work. As Peter Drucker said, you know, 60 years ago, knowledge work is not only about doing a thing, it's about deciding what needs to be done. Right. So that kind of thinking of, like, you deciding how to, like, apply some kind of library in this situation or whatever it is that you're going to do, yeah, there's thinking. What I'm talking about is, like, do you really need to be figuring out your job qua job do you want to be doing that six times a day and if you do that's cool but what i'm saying is if you follow hugh to a more gtd path of disambiguation you 
you really, you spackle over a lot of the completely BS holes in your career mm-hmm. that you have just decided by fiat are because you're a big, important salary man. Like your life is complicated, so you have to dither all day long. And I'm being mean on purpose because grow up. You don't need to think about your work as much as you think. And you can improve on that by a pat- by patterns of disambiguation where you stop fooling yourself and acting like it's because your world's more complicated than anyone else's. It's not. Make earlier, faster front-end decisions about stuff. Like, you'll never feel bad about procrastinating on a task if you never had agreed to that in the first place because you knew you'd never do it. Well, that's cheating. Well, you're damn right it's cheating. Like David says, like, I, I, I like being lazy. I would prefer to be lazy. If I'm doing things that require me to be anything but lazy, I'm not going to be performing optimally. Why would I continue to bear the burden of an incredible amount of unnecessary BS if I could find a way to do less of that? Because in some ways, the ultimate disambiguation is knowing what your job is. If you know what your job is, if you know what needs to be done, like you're never going to, you're not saying you're never going to lack confidence, mm-hmm. but you're going to develop more confidence and a feeling of competence if you disambiguate. And what do I mean by that? Well, I'm going to try and get down to this tactical level of like, it's really important, guys, it's really important what you name things. It's really important that you be complete about things on your calendar, all that really, really boring stuff. But like, don't, don't leave yourself, don't turn your career into a series of puzzles. Like, why do that? If you have to be somewhere on a date, you have to be somewhere on the planet doing something at a specific time on the 616 timeline, and if that thing will die, if it doesn't happen, guess what? That's a really good candidate for being on your calendar. If it's something you're like thinking, thinking about, thinking about, if you're like, mm, I don't know, does that go as an eight hour brainstorm thing item on your calendar? And that's probably how you'd name it. Cause why not? Right? No, that is so ambiguous. Why that the calendar is the final destination before existence. It's not the it's not a big fluffy cloud that you mix your like existential butter into. Mm-hmm. No, it's for getting the stuff accomplished. It's treat it like con- like it's a contract. Treat it like it's sacred. Treat it like it matters. And then be unambiguous about how you phrase things. And what does that look like? It's analogous to a good subject line in an email. You can ill afford anything but a great subject line when you're writing an email if you actually want to have success and influence in the world, right? Like, like with your family. It needs to be something where people can get 80% of what the message is from the subject line. Oh, it's too complicated for that. Well, then it probably shouldn't be in an email, dude. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like right? a request and for a call, that, a request for a meeting, that kind of thing instead. I think, I, th- I mean, like, again, advice such as it is cannot be useful if you try to make it apply to everybody for all times. That's not, that's not advice. That's, that's pap. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm giving you some fairly uh, pointed editorial piece OV on this because anything else would be bunkum. So you want to be ambiguous about your subject lines and email and guess what? You want to be unambiguous about every aspect of what goes on your calendar, especially if other people need to see it, right? And like make decisions in the in your absence about what that event means. That could be an assistant, that could be a boss, right? Like it, like when you're commenting code, commenting code as I understand or documenting code, it's not just a way for you to remember how this thing works or why you did it this way that one time in April, it's also a way for somebody else, correct? It's a way for somebody else to look at your code and not need to interact with you in order the code should speak for itself. And if the code can't speak for itself, there's documentation here. This is not kind of the idea. It's for other people. It's not necessarily for you, right? Right. So can a person 
looking at your calendar, whether it's because they're an assistant or a boss, or whether it's because there's somebody who's participating in this shared event, can they glean almost everything they will need to know about this event from the way that you have put it onto the calendar? And now you're probably thinking, of course, I'm good at this. I'm good salary, man. Well, no, like really, let's go into this though. Like, is there a muscular verb or, or like an incredibly unambiguous noun or a very muscular verb somewhere in the, the event? You know, most events are nouns, but then, but there can also be verbs in there. If it's something that's helpful, we'll get more on this in a second, but like make it really clear and unambiguous, right? I mean, the date is included in a calendar item, so you don't need to add extra stuff. Don't, you don't, I mean, unless you, it makes you happy, you don't need to say Tuesday staff meeting. If they know it's Tuesday and it's a staff meeting, like, but what's going to happen at the staff meeting? Well, we meet with the staff. Okay, but like, you'll know <laughs> the meeting was successful when what happens? Oh, when we've had the staff meeting. Anyway, see ya. Uh, cake in the conference room. Now, maybe that goes in a note. Maybe that goes in an attached document. What do people need to prep for? What is the, what is the, why are we doing this? Who else will be there? What do I need to prepare? Where is it? You know, uh, in terms of like, do I need to be physically somewhere? Is there an updated correct link with the password for whatever I need to know to get logged into this thing? And don't, just don't assume that everybody has all the same uh, domain and equipment that you do. Like if you're asking them to be on some wackadoo podcasting app that only runs in Chrome, oh, thank you. What a, what a pleasure to be here. If you, if you need them to be set up on that wackadoo app and make sure that, like, say you're the kind of person who deleted Chrome from all of your machines, well, let a brother know. Don't assume that I know what, you know, bomb bastard is. What is bomb bastard? Oh, it's a completely, you know, it's a, it, it runs in, uh, in Silverlight, you know, and uh, you put it on Chrome. Yeah, I don't have that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess I should have mentioned that in the calendar event, right? <laughs> Disambiguation. Yeah. You should be able to act like their time matters, act like your time matters, mm-hmm. put it all in there. Well, and again, I'm, I'm having fun with this, but you know, the, there's even the, what I would consider the very basic stuff. Like if sometimes what I'll do, and I, I don't know if this seems weird or creepy to people, but if somebody's emailed me about something in particular, somebody I probably made, I don't know, or I don't know well wants to meet and they'll send me a, usually a good short email. That's how you know I'm more likely to respond to it. You know what I do is I copy and paste the email into the notes field. Why? That jogs both of our memories. Like if you're out there, like if you ever had to do things like run run a survey or like uh, do user testing or any of that stuff, you're repeating the same task over and over with different people. How in the hell would you remember who's who and what's what? Well, one trick I learned uh, from my friend Janice is that's, that sounds like a spreadsheet to me. If there's a process, a, like a publishing style process that has six parts with dates and progress... That's a calendar thing, but it's also very much a spreadsheet thing. The calendar thing is where you nail down what's happening, but then the spreadsheet thing is where that data would go. I would not store that in that notes field, but if somebody wants to talk about a gig or somebody wants to talk about, you know, whatever it is, maybe you're thinking about hiring somebody for something. Gosh, just really treat both of you so well by putting so much information into notes, again, including anything they would need to know. So we we offered a test last week, or a, a sort of a, a mental a mental uh, model or a, a question to ask yourself, which is, uh, so in our sort of introduction to the partway through part of the introduction last week about calendars, I said, well, I started asking yourself, um, like, not simply when will I need to know this or how will I need to know this? Like, what kind of alert do I want? What happens if this, what happens if I miss this alert? What are the consequences of me missing that alert? And I think that becomes a very interesting way to not just think about prioritization and what you do, but to then derive a smarter model. Like not all beeps are created equal. 
Like my watch only makes a couple sounds. Mm-hmm. It's crazy frustrating. So I, I know what a text alert sounds like, and I know what a non-text notification sounds like, but I might miss a bunch of stuff if I'm not like riding on my watch real hard, right? So in the same way that I was suggesting you think about what happens if I miss this notification, I think another thing to ask yourself here is like, if I've decided that like calendar is where this goes, calendar is the good place for this. It does really help to do some project-based outcome thinking. Like we're having this meeting because X, in order to accomplish that, we will need to do Y. And the completely foreseeable follow-up for this will be Z. Now, not all of that goes in the calendar event, but it needs to go somewhere because you're a good, smart salary man and you need to, you need to handle all that stuff. Okay, I'm running long. I think I think uh, trying to minimize uh, ambiguity. Um, I, I was tempted to say something like let people know how you roll with how you do the calendar, mm-hmm. but I'm going to put that differently and hopefully in a kinder way, which is like you know be the change you want to see in the calendar. <laughs> I think Gandhi said that. <laughs> yeah, like, that was Gandhi. You know, sure. I'm not saying you should be like Merlin and Brabby to everybody about, about better best practices, um, but I I do think like you can teach by example. In the same way that the ultimate teach by example in some ways is being on time for things. I feel like that is a tiny little monad of, of culture and socialization. It's like, oh, you know, suddenly I noticed that I'm not on time for meetings more often than other people who are on time for meetings. I should probably be better about that. So lead by example, write better emails, do better Google account. I mean, I cannot tell you, Dan, how much... I want to put this positively. How much my credibility, the credibility I feel for a particular person mm-hmm. goes through the roof if they do this kind of stuff. Yeah. And now I might feel fairly neutral, sort of inert about them not doing these things. Again, not not the not that not that your goal in life should be to please me, but like you don't need to kowtow and scrape and and say, Oh, I, I really like that one. I don't care. Like, let me see it in what you do. If you don't mistreat don't mistreat the waitress and don't send shitty calendar things. Just don't do it. You know what I mean? It says a lot about you. It says you don't value your own time. So why in the Christ would you ever value mine? Mm-hmm. Disambiguation. I think that's it's like that first impression. It's so the, the handshake. How's the handshake? Is it too tight? Is it too strong? Too tight, to... too wet, too yeah, long. Exactly. Too black, too strong. <laughs> Fantastical calendar sets, notes, uh, notes in URL field, disambiguity. Yeah. Make sure everything on there is a deal with yourself that you refuse to break unless you need to. Mm-hmm. Because that's where you find where the big rocks in the road are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think people got their money's worth today? Yeah, more than that. 18 minutes extra. Oh, oh. do we have a hard time? No. I'm just saying they, they, their money's worth. I'm having, hard, I'm having a hard time right now. What? They're 78 minutes into this. They better be 78, 78 thrilled. Minutes. Okay. Okay. Well, um, it's, uh, let's see. We got, uh, what's the so, so, so 29th? Yeah. If people have, uh, you can hit us up on something. If you uh, have questions or comments, but mostly just just for questions, if, if you have anything you want to know about Rabbit Rabbit, just you know, just keep hitting things on the internet until we talk back. You know, r- ring 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 for a long time. You know, because we're not near the front door. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's really it's always loud with the shop vac on. That's you know right. That? <clears throat> okay, uh, let's button this up. <laughs> All right. Okay. I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man. <laughs>